0: This is the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Chris Schmaneke. We are talking Colorado Avalanche today with Kyle Fredrickson. Please stay tuned. Okay, we are joined by Kyle Fredrickson to talk a little Colorado Avalanche hockey. Kyle, how's it going?
1: Going good, man. The, wish I was out in New York on the East Coast swing, but uh, was a, a happy observer on TV to a great game last night. So.
0: Yeah, that was pretty, that was a entertaining from start to finish for sure. Um, real quick before we dive into the game, the you know, the Abs have started out, I wouldn't call their start slow. I heard the ESPN broadcast kind of said that, but they're 4-2-1, and one. they're atop the division. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't call it slow. There was a few games where they certainly didn't look like the defending cup champions, but it's an early season point where this team is trying to gel, right? It, it, it's not every guy back from that team. There's a couple injuries that have shaken up the lineup. There's new additions to the squad. Uh, so, yeah, I think in between the first game and the most recent game, there's been some ups and downs, but overall, I think it's been overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive for the Avalanche especially when you consider they got what could have been devastating news uh, with Gabe Landeskog being out for the first three months. But from what we've seen so far, it doesn't seem like that's going to stop this team from from being a real front runner uh, early in the season and probably into the the middle of the year as well. You know, they're almost kind of playing up and down to their competition, maybe because
0: they did not look good in that Kraken game
1: yeah it's a good point and i think that is sort of this trope in sports when you see a team struggle to an opponent who on paper just doesn't look as good as they are i you know jared bednar would maybe would frame it differently you know i think he wanted to remind his guys how hard you have to play to win in this league you can't send it in or or mail it in on any given night like if your motor isn't churning at 100 percent, like you're not doing it right so you know, you could look at it through a couple lenses, but yeah, that could certainly be it as well. You know, when you have the Kraken coming for a home game, you know, that's not going to be as easy to get up for as going back to New York where Gorgiev is, is facing his old team. So in an 82 game season, I think motivation comes from a lot of different places. Uh, but like I mentioned earlier, I think the abs are in good shape.
0: All right. So let's talk goalie. Let's talk Gorgiev. He was outstanding last night. Um, He's been outstanding when he plays. Is he 4-0-1? Is is that his record?
1: Yeah, I believe so. 4-0-1 just with that one overtime loss. Um, But, yeah, to your point, this is a bright spot. This is something Avalanche fans can feel good about. I don't think we're ready to say that, oh, wow, Gorgiev is an upgrade from Kemper or Gorgiev is, is even really, you know, for sure going to be the guy all year but all indications from this point show that he's a number one goalie in this league he's, he certainly played like it against New York I mean that shootout was so impressive you know, think about how here's a bunch of guys going up against Gorgiev who know exactly what his tendencies yeah. are and to know what he's like, and Gorgiev as well. He knows the, you know the majority of those shooters what they do well, where they'd like to go on some of these attempts. So it's such a game of cat and mouse, and for Gorgiev to perform the way he did with that amount of pressure, you know, he hasn't been in a playoff game yet, but I would say that's comparable to that level of intensity, right? Like just personally, what that game meant to him. Uh, just that being a big road showcase for the Abs on national TV. You know, you just love to, to, to see it out of your your featured goaltender. And I don't know that, you know, it, like I said, we can make wholesale judgments yet. Let's wait until December till we really kind of evaluate how Gorgiev's done. But, boy, it's it's a really good start.
0: And, you know, you could see how much that game meant to him last night. E- even at the end, his celebration. I mean, yeah.
1: he it, got it, air, man. You don't see yeah.
0: goals with a vertical very often. Awesome. <laughs> He's... He's—he's he's a fun. I mean, not funny, but he is a confident guy, and you can just see it. He, I, I was—I had the game on, and I saw that he had kind of a Patrick Waugh, like glove snap kind of deal. I, I didn't see it. Did you see that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, he did. He moves confidently. You're right. He snaps that puck out of the air. Honestly, not unlike Igor uh, Shosturkin on the other side. It was such a great goalie matchup. And, and their styles aren't, aren't really that much different in terms of how they attack pucks and, and how mobile they are. But yeah, I did see that, you know, shades of watts. It's always dangerous to make that, that comparison. But in terms of the confidence, you know, kind of that swagger in net, you, you love to see it.
0: So you think they just ride with Gorgiev for a while? I mean, France will get his starts, but
1: yeah, it's not going to be split. I, I don't think so, right? I think, you know, there were thoughts about maybe this being a true tandem. But right now, I, I do like Gorgiev as the real number one option. And you play Frankie when it makes sense, right, on on these back-to-back games. it's It's interesting for me to see the abs this last time play Frankie in game one. And then Gorgiev in Game Two, right? Because yeah. you want maybe your better goalie on that second night because he's playing behind some tired guys, or in theory tired guys. Uh, you know, that being said, the, the Abs played great on the back second night of back-to-back games in Vegas when I was out there. Um, I think really impressive. So yeah, you you, you really like uh, when a team responds like that.
0: So let's jump to the penalty kill, which has been the talk of the season. Uh, they're ranked 30th at 66.7%. I looked it up on NHL.com this morning. Uh, good job. Good job. But uh, you uh, you don't feel it's a concern. Why?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that it hasn't been bad. It, it, it hasn't been good, certainly, when you're giving up a, a penalty kill uh, a goal. I think now in every game but that last one, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't think they allowed it. An opposing power play goal no, they, um, no. against the rangers so yeah maybe it's trending in a one game good direction when you're looking at a, a seven game sample size and and that's really my my biggest point it's only seven games and this is a group that i think we should have expected to have some struggles you know with Landeskog and darren helm out of the lineup those are two guys who are are very reliable penalty killers especially helm i think that's an underrated absence you know there's just some shifting of guys who aren't used to playing with each other as much we're seeing you know more evan rodriguez on the power play which is good news for him because i think he's really playing better better he's got you know, His shootout goal was
0: nice last night.
1: Yeah, great shootout goal. He had he scored in regulation. You know, two games in a row before that, so he's playing really well. I, I think they're just trying to figure out the tandems and and how it's going to work and look. A lot of those power play goals were a little fluky. I mean. You don't want to use that excuse ever right because every team deals with the same you know physics that make hockey weird and and these goals weird sometimes but at the same token you know the abs have just been simply unlucky on some of these kills and the more the reps they get with these different units and these guys playing together i think they're going to emerge either in the middle of the pack or even towards the top of the league and penalty kill and, and that's something gorgiev even told me after the vegas game i, I asked him for his take and being the goalie you know they don't get asked about penalty kill a lot but he mentioned that too you know i i think we have the personnel to be one of the best groups in the league and, and he's got to wear that too right the, the goalie needs yeah. to stop uh those shots as well so all in all it's, it's worth examining and, and we'll keep following it but i don't think that there's any reason to really panic because it's so early and on the whole the abs are playing really well and I think, you know, people sometimes forget about that aspect of Gabe Landeskog's
0: game, as he is so important on that penalty kill in the, in the zone like that. Like, he's, he's huge in that part of the, for yeah. the abs.
1: Yeah, you can't get enough guys with his size who also have that amount of skill, right? I love Nchushkin out there. When he gets a chance, he's maybe not as quick side to side as, as some of the other killers. But yeah, you love guys who, who have that strength and, and also the vision and, and just smarts, right? Knowing when to poke that, that puck away and, and to make the right move and, and not being out of position and, and getting caught surprised, right? I think a lot of these situations, the Avs lost sight of the puck. And anytime that happens on the PK, you know, you're know you're, you're bound to be in trouble. So you talked about uh you mentioned
0: val Huskin there uh he is the leading point getter in the nhl right now at 12. uh he is he is just a force i don't know how else to explain it like he he's this huge guy but he has speed and finesse i mean he is a complete player that you know a couple years ago people he was gonna be out of the league
1: yeah right and you know that's but to their point you know a complete player is what the stars saw when they drafted him 10 overall i think in you know 2013 or 12 and it's just taken him a long time to get here and you know that's all right it's it's a tough transition for some guys you know making that jump to the north american game and even with all the the skill and the intangibles it was a, a slow burn for val Um, But yeah, what a start, you know, not to toot my own horn, but in our, you know, the bold predictions I made before the season, number one was saying Val's going to have a hundred point year. And then that's a big, you know, leap based on what he's done before. I I think his career high is something like 35 or or even in the forties. So, you know, that's a massive leap for a guy to take, but it's not crazy when you look at how he plays, right? He's already leading the league um, very early in points or at least for that high uh just with all the tools there's there's nothing that he doesn't do well and i think one of the best anecdotes that i've just heard and and sort of talking with teammates about val uh, guy's not big on doing interviews still working on that yeah but you know uh, alex newhook told me you know watch him in puck battles like it doesn't matter how what the ratio is of, of val to opponents he wins them pretty much every time because he just bullies guys but then he has the finesse to get the puck out of there and like make the outlet pass that keeps that transition moving he's just so good at that and you know it's something that the abs need a lot more of from their middle six you know that they're not getting as good of puck retrieval as Jared Bednar wants um but man they've got a really great example of how to do it perfectly because because val does everything right and he's always in a great spot and you know when you look at his goal that he had last night uh against the rangers or excuse me it was actually his goal uh, a couple of nights ago against vegas on saturday night yeah i mean he went end to end with that yeah. thing it was just basically toying uh with the golden knights at that point just with his puck control his dominance and then just having the perfect shot it must have been the end of the shift or something because those guys looked in slow motion and, and, and Val just was owning him well and you know
0: the the good thing with him is he can play with anybody like he can play on any line those top two lines he can play with McKinnon and Miko but you know he'll play with Newhook or her play you know he's he's so flexible with his skill set
1: yeah and it, even in the middle of games I think even Jared has, has been flexing him to that top line just to to get you know what more production out of it you know arturi leckanen you know putting him back on that second line he's a great puck retriever right he's gonna go down and and get that thing and distribute it and and they need that you know alex newhook's pretty good at that but but maybe not elite so you know for val to your point put him up put him down you know he makes every line better and i don't see him as as being a guy who's gonna have a lot of ego about that and the truth is is the real indicator is ice time right how much are these guys playing no matter what Val's going to be you know top 2 forwards i think game in and game out just cuz he's too valuable they they need him out there
0: yeah so uh, let's wrap things up we'll talk about this road trip so they have is it Jersey on Friday and then back to New York on Saturday, right?
1: Yeah, I believe so. We got the Devils, the Islanders. They get a little bit of time off uh, as they head out to Finland. Yep. Um, and then a couple games against the, the Blue Jackets, a team that was kind of busy in the offseason making splashes and free agency. Um, so, you know, they're they're not necessarily the, the, the easy W on the calendar that maybe they've been in, in previous seasons. Um, I will unfortunately not be there for right. that trip. Um, I'm actually uh, – taking some vacation time it's a little strange timing but a good reason uh an annual family elk hunt that i do so chris if you need me for like the next week uh don't text me or call me i won't hit you back it's not personal man um (laughs) i just uh i won't be on the grid society uh, is overrated sometimes so i think getting away from it especially in the middle of my season i guess early let's be honest uh it's gonna be nice
0: well, it's better to take the break now before we get into the heart of the, yeah. the run. So, right. no, and man, not, sometimes not, those trips are the best.
1: Right, and I'm not, you know, charging uh, the company to send me to Finland, which be a lot of fun, but uh, I know our Broncos guys are out there in London right they now. They are. I they imagine are. that wasn't a wasn't a cheap flight. And boy, and that's for covering a team right now that uh, continues to be a, a, a laughing stock. No offense to, you know, Russell Wilson and the boys, but it's uh, sort of uh, total opposites when you're thinking about what the Avalanche are doing right now.
0: Well, I'll talk to those guys in London on Friday to preview oh, that okay. game. So uh, we, we won't get into them too much because I don't know how much people want to hear about them anymore. <laughs> um, But, so, yeah, and then you'll have a couple, when you're gone, though, there will be, you'll have a couple stories that we can put up on denvergazette.com. Why don't you uh, talk, I'm really interested in one you were telling me about, about Jared Bednar's hunting skills.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and I figured it was a, a great excuse with me leaving for the week. I wanted to explain to our readers, you know, why I'm taking this time off to pick Jared Bednar's brain about his hunting. He's been an avid outdoorsman for a long time. It's been noted in several articles. That have been written about him over the years but really no one's dove really deep into it but i tell you what man this guy is intense he loves it he lives for it it's a short off season for an angel coach you know he's got to use his time wisely and for jared you know an entire week out there sitting in a hunting blind you know hunting trophy whitetails with his buddies that you know he played minor league hockey with Uh, that that's sort of his go-to move and I appreciated him telling me about it and I talked to a hunting buddy of Jared's uh, should make for a a really fun piece and tying in my own experience right I think for me and Jared this is a a chance to to talk about something non hockey that allows us to get to know each other better and you know when you're around someone as often as we are writing about him every day asking a ton of questions that that goes a long way. But in addition to that, you know, the boys are going to Finland. And um, of course that means Miko Rantanen and Arturi Lekkonen going home, right? Yep. That's a cool storyline. Uh, those guys are proud Finlanders and, and and they're gonna be back in their home country with family and friends there. Um, so, you know, I'll do a little bit of a dive in, into what that means for those guys. Goalie coach, uh, you know, Yusas uh, Park- uh, Parkula, uh if sorry if i bit butchered that he's got a a tough name um you know he's also from that part of the world too so it's 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 great to to see those guys and their excitement to bring the game there um and good on the nhl for expanding their brand just like the nfl this week uh with the broncos in london um i think anything you can do to make your game more global and inclusive is a good thing right i mean these are communities that that don't get to see hockey at this level and, and where a lot of these guys are from. So um, I think it's meaningful in, in a lot of ways and, and that story will, will really kind of capture that.
0: You know, one quick thing on, on Coach Bednar, um, I, he seems like such an interesting guy and, we, and you and I have talked about that before. And I had to laugh because I had the game on last night and my seven-year-old daughter walked in the room and Bednar was on the screen and her words were, why does he look so mad? And I just said, well, no, he's just a really, really intense guy. I mean, but I told her, like, but I hear he's a very interesting guy and, and he's fun to talk to.
1: Yeah, he's just very real. And I think that's the the thing that stands out to me. There's there's an authenticity about him that's refreshing um, that you don't get from a lot of other coaches. A lot of times, you know, they're just talking to talk or they're, they're saying a whole lot with, without really saying anything at all. Um, Jared's always substance and he's to the point. And and if you ask him a good question, he'll give you a really long answer longer than a lot of times the PR staff likes because he'll he'll keep going uh, in press conference settings. Um, But that is refreshing. And yeah, you know, this is a story. Um, that also humanizes him a little bit because, yeah, yeah, on the bench, he is a he could be a fiery guy. He, he yeah. lays into his players and, and picks his times. But um, the, the guys love him. And, and I think, you know, his sort of laid back attitude and and sort of just wanting to win at everything. Uh, it, it goes a long way to, to these guys believing in him and, and wanting to win a cup, obviously, to, to do that. You have to have that total buy in from your team. Uh, no doubt Bednar has that and you know he's charismatic enough to do TV when he's done with all this but yep. that's going to be a while I think Yeah for sure
0: Alright Kyle so uh, we hope you have fun on your, is This is an annual elk hunting oh, yep, trip? Oh
1: yeah annual, my dad's been doing it since the 80s uh, It's northwest of Vale is where we go, public land but it's, it's non-motorized so we're you know we have to basically haul our stuff up the mountain to get to our, where our camp is It's very isolated uh, but it's a lot of work getting up there and, and getting set up. So uh, a cool thing that, you know, you're kind of born into. Uh, but, yeah, not having to, to buy red meat at the grocery store is a nice thing when, when you got a bunch of venison or elk in there.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, have a good time on your trip. Uh, we'll survive here without you. And, uh, you know, we'll talk again when you get back and see how the ABS trip to Finland went and everything
1: like that. No doubt, yeah. Lots of hockey left. Good talking with you. All right. Thanks, go.
0: Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit DenverGazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much, much more. We'll talk to you next time.